Welcome to The Hunter's Home, a Monster Hunter community podcast for hunters by hunters. and welcome to the Hunter's Hub episode 12. But uh, um, today, um, uh, as far as hosts go, it's just 4 to one me tonight. Both Gog and Lobo ended up getting sick. So um, today I'm joined again by Haru17. Hello. Hi, I'm Nergigante and welcome to Jackass. <laughs> and then uh, Zekarim Zero is returning to us again. Hello, Hunters. Hey. So tonight, um, it's going to be super spoiler heavy if you care about Monster Hunter World spoilers, um, because we're going to be talking about the um, uh, Elder Dragon trailer. The Elder Dragons, or what was it called? Yeah, it's Elder called the Elder Dragons trailer, yeah. even mm-hmm. though it has a lot more than just Elder Dragons in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this, this trailer dropped uh, on January 5th, the live stream, uh, just for reference, we're recording on sixth um and this will probably be going out the next weekend so it's gonna be old news by the time you guys hear it but hey we're here to discuss it and really report on it everyone already knows about it so um pretty pretty decent trailer um it was kind of cut up uh, as the sort of like big ending surprise that was devil joe coming uh, was after the trailer, so if you watched the live stream, it was like at the end of the live stream, and it wasn't with the trailer, so it was kind of weird. Um, I actually didn't catch the whole live stream myself because it was like, well, it started at like four a.m. my time or five a.m. or something like that, so I wasn't up yet, but I hopped in halfway through. Um, but I mean, enough about that. Nothing, not really much came out of live stream other than the trailer, so. Uh, just general impressions. What do you guys think about it? Um, well, I guess I'll go first. Um, I I liked it. Like, I feel like it showed. Um, it was very cinematic. Like, it really got the blood flowing because the game's coming out real soon, you know. So it's like it made it really like bombastic, and it's like you know, elder dragons fighting each other. Uh, we saw you know Teostra literally like air battling. Was it Kush Kushladora? If I'm correct. Yes. Yeah, so we got two Elder Dragons on the map. I don't think we've ever had that before, so that's something new, right? Uh, yeah, I believe and, so. Yeah. I saw a post about that. Yeah, there's and never then, been two Elder Dragons on the same map. Yep, and then, uh, so... I guess maybe we'll, we won't have a special map. Maybe that, that new Elder Dragon, like for the for the new game, will have a specific like canyon ridge... But uh, it seems like the Elder Dragons will just be in like the maps we've seen so far, and then the game seems to be focusing on an interconnected world, like you know, one layer on top of another. 
So who knows? Uh, I, one thing that really stood out to me was the voice acting in English, because I watched, I guess I watched the English trailer. I don't know if the Japanese stream was in Japanese still, but it was. You know, it made me feel, it, it made me feel a little bit better about like the lip syncing and the English in this game. And I guess we could say that most of like what we saw in the trailer was cuts up pieces of the story mode going forward. So I still have no right. idea what's going on besides we're following the Elder Dragons, but they seem to be the focus of the story now. Yeah. And um. You know, it's going to be cool to see how we end up. Uh, one quick question. Do you guys think that our character is going to be in there and like we're going to stick out with our different armors or is like preset cutscenes with other characters, you think? Yeah, I think I think I heard Gaijin Hunter talking about how it's going to be the same as with 4. Like you're going to... Um, your character's armor are, is going to be reflected. A weird detail, though, is that like when you watch the... If you watch the cutscenes again in like your bedroom or what have you, it'll record the armor you were first wearing when you were playing through the game when you saw that encountered that monster in the story. Oh wow! Yeah, that's that's actually different because in for you it actually used what you were currently wearing, right? Uh, yeah. Mm. And it still does that the first time. It's just not not when you rewatch right. it. Well, that's cool. Um, so about the trailer, I thought it was like since the Rotten Vale trailer, I was I've been a little bit less excited, a little bit less of that trailer excitement, that new stuff. Um, due to a couple things, like they, in that they like teased like Kashaladora and Teostra pretty heavily at the start of the trailer, so it's like okay, well those are the new monsters, yeah, or a lot of them. Um. And there were new monsters in the latter half of this trailer, but the other thing um, uh, was that with the third fleet trailer that also that like showed the volcano before this, so it was also like a little bit less new. Um, but you know, I still thought it was really cool uh, for a launch trailer, and I'm excited that they didn't show every new monster. So there's still some surprise. Yeah, we're just missing four. We're missing four monsters still from from that leak. Um, I'd have to count them up because we got we got Dodu Dodugama. We don't know its name, but we know that Zombie Dragon is one of those five that weren't shown so far. So, that, I guess that leaves us three, not four. This is by Zombie Dragon, you mean that, that really big one? The new Elder Dragon-looking one? Or, like, the Resident Evil zombie dog-looking guy? Um, you kind of cut out for me there, Zekrom. What what did you say? Uh, are you talking about the newest yeah, the one Elder the, Dragon? Like, the one the that, like, fail, comes yeah. out of the rock? Besides it, no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, he seems really, really cool. I just, I don't know what kind of mechanic is going to be associated with him, you know? Like, I know they explained that the other, like, naked zombie dogs has a unique mechanic, right? That he spits on you and, like, it attracts, like, a bunch of little guys to come hunt you down. So I don't know if he's going to have anything similar to that. Because, like, usually, like, the main guy has some kind of unique yeah. mechanic. 
uh, near Gigante's uh, hardening spikes is is sort of like a Cantor coming back, but uh, in a different way. Almost every monster has some sort of thing about it. Um, I mean, the Jagras, the Great Jagras. Um, I don't know. Its thing is the whole eating Aptonoth hole, which I mean isn't really like a fighting mechanic. It's just a behavioral thing. But I think every monster has a thing. Uh, but the 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 new zombie dragon, what we'll call it. Um, Gaijin Hunter mentioned that it could be whatever that environmental hazard is in the wild, uh, in the Rotten Vale. It seems to be coming out of him. Ah, uh, lore-wise, he's like the source of Apparently, what's going down in the Rotten Vale. That, that's what it seems like, because the effluvium bacteria, I think it's called, um... He seems to be like expelling this this like gas with these little motes of stuff in it, so presumably that's how they would represent the miasma the, the that lingers in the veil, and it infects like the gyros and raffinos. Yeah. So that that seems to be its mechanics. So whatever that stuff does, because I, I don't know what it does, but the miasma there seems to be coming from it. Kind of not unlike uh, gore, you know, gore's blight or whatever you call it yeah his frenzy virus yeah i think that's what it was in english oh um gaijin hunter i also like a while back he also posted a screenshot from the rotten veil that showed like the hunter having the same like weird smell lines as the infected monsters so he thought the the effluvium was going to be like a status effect Which would make sense yeah, if he's using it as an attack, sure. I guess. Um, so one thing, I guess we'll just talk about the, the zombie dragon a bit. Um, this is the thing that was teased at the end of the Rotten Vale trailer. We finally got a good look at it. Um, it's kind of got like a double jaw thing going on, at least a bigger jaw. It seems either be hanging down or it's just some sort of armored extra bone on it. or It just has two jaws. I don't know. It's kind of creepy looking, but... Uh, I was uh, just chatting with some other people, and by anything, this thing reminds me of, like, this would totally be in Magic the Gathering. It's totally a black creature in Magic the Gathering. Right, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what, I'm just, like, I can't, I'm going back and forth on it, is, I can't tell if it's, like, below the Rotten Veil, but, like, in the game, it's actually in a separate map that you have to load into separately. Or if it's just going to be like a roaming monster that gets introduced to the Rotten Vale in the late game, or when its story quest comes up. Yeah, I could see that. I, I mean, the, the, the hope that I have is that we kind of harken back to the older Monster Hunter days when they did not care about balancing what comes in when. So you'd be on your earliest quest and Rathalos would come swooping down at you. So hmm. I kind of hope they sort of just leave it there. So yeah, I, I mean, I believe, I mean, they put a lot of effort into these maps, like, like, these are, like, the first time they're doing something so intricate and, like, multi-layered, you know, so I feel like they would want to maximize what they can out of these maps, you know, even if it is just throw them in wherever they can figure them out, because, like, uh, if we look at the beta, Diablos is just in, like, that one specific section, usually, like, the sand pit mm-hmm. right underneath the tree, so it's, like, maybe, like, there are specific, like, 
zone areas that seem like it would fit them, but we just can't tell right now because it's just a beta. Right. And, yeah, because, like, um, Zora Magdaros uh, couldn't work in a map. Like, you could put him in the open area in the ancient forest, and, like, he actually walked through there in one of the cutscenes, but it, it wouldn't, you can't take those little paths through the forest with a giant monster like that. It'd be so much clipping, it'd be terrible. Um, so, yeah, I want to hope that they'll stop doing the Ingle Isle stuff, and they'll put... Uh, dragons like this that could fit in a, in a normal play space uh, in the map. Yeah. You know, they could do is uh, they could make, um, because, you know, as we know, they're all interconnected, supposedly, uh, all the maps. Um, at least right. you can actually, actually see the ancient forest from the wildfire ways, and you can see the, the jagged rocks from the ancient forest. I wonder if there would be like an in-between map like when he's traveling between those areas that we would fight him in. Um, because that, that, you know, all the trailers that we've seen, there's like this giant, like sort of Canyon he's in. And I could see that being like yeah. a Canyon leading into the wildfire waste or from it or something. Yeah. Um, it's weird. You can see those jagged rock, the mountain formations from like every zone. Cause they like, they're the mountains that like run around with the, the coral highlands and the rotten vale below. Yeah. And I think I even saw them in one of the sh screenshots of the volcano. So yeah, that's our skybox this gen. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's, that's my guess uh, is that the big Zora is going to be stomping around between maps and we're just going to have to fight him before he, it's like a, you know, like a big saga of, you know, like Leo Shun, he, he, he travels through that map. Get him before he hits the fort, kind of thing. It's just like you know, the whole game is hit him before he hits the, the town. <laughs> Where's my Dragonator Fortran? Where is it? <laughs> I don't know. That guy was asking for it though. That's just funny. Get my Dragonator. Like what? Someone's gonna carry it? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I um. So one of the, the older monsters returning that I'm kind of glad they didn't show, um, this is, again, referring to that leak list, is uh, a Latrion was not shown. So, right. But I'm kind of thinking, like, um, as far as this leak list goes, I kind of agree with some of the general sentiment I've seen online that um, I it's almost confirmed now that this leak list is at least partially real. Like as far because we're, we're there's not much left on it that hasn't been shown. Yeah, it's just it's just thing thing after thing lines up. Yeah. With it. Um, the unfortunate part, and I guess we can transition into Devil Joe, um, is that Devil Joe we know is a DLC, and Devil Joe's on that list. So that kind of uh, Lobo and I were talking uh, offline this week about it. And we're both kind of worried that, like, if this is an all-inclusive list and this includes a DLC, it's kind of less monsters than we had hoped. But maybe, you know, that's the only ones they know of at this time. Uh, just real quickly, just to put that in perspective, none of the new monsters, they're not going to just, like, add a new monster, completely new monster, in, like, March. They're not going to add, like, the, the star elder dragon or whatever it is final boss, whatever it turns out to be in DLC. Right. 
So it's just going to be like the returning monsters. So the ones, only ones that are left that aren't in the base game would be like Kirin and right. Latreon. So those might be DLC. Or maybe, or maybe like, like some of the color yeah, the subspecies. Subs too. Maybe that too. Yeah, say Aroshi, Kirin, Azur with all those pink Rathian. Mm. You know, I don't know why. Because, you know, a lot of people call him Blue Los, which, because he's blue. Azur is just a fancy name for blue. But why did they just, like, I don't know, try to do some sort of fancy name with Rathian? She's just pink. Rose Rathian. Cherry Blossom, because they don't use that enough in Japanese games, right? Yeah. Hey, stay away from Mizutsuna's <laughs> brand. <laughs> no, nope, Rathian's taken over. <laughs> oh, one thing. Like, I'm looking at the list right now, and um, I know, like, this has been talked about by other people, like, that we were lacking officially uh an ice zone or like at least a part of one you know and uh mm -hmm. coincidentally the list we have like we have confirmed baroth but on this list we have no like ice baroth at all do you think that leads to like more confirmation that we're not going to be getting an ice zone uh, at uh, launch at well, least or it's looking it's like it's looking that. like there the ice zone that isn't mentioned is tied in with the volcanic map that's that's what a lot of people were mm. saying. Now, granted, that could just be that Kushala was creating the ice, but it does look like in the higher areas of that uh, map, yes. it does look a little bit more muted as far as colors, which could indicate that it's cold. Um, but that's all speculation. We don't really know if there's going to be cold. You would think we'd see a lot more cold returning monsters, though, like the Jade Baroth um, for a subspecies, or Barioth, Um have a pseudo wyvern return or something like that but yeah we don't so uh, my take on that would be that like you can there's screenshots where you can see uh, these these quartz crystals like popping up into the up, up from the ground that is like cool lava so I don't think sure. they're ice crystals or anything like that. Uh, I think it, it might just be like an effect Kushala has on the environments, or just in its cutscene yeah. when it gets no, introduced. Yeah, the, definitely in that trailer. In the trailer, you do see ice crystals uh, forming, and that's definitely in a result of Kushala for sure. Um, but I think people were talking about the map itself had um, these structures that were like very, uh, very dark gray looking. Um, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It's I don't know what to think. I think, you know, we're, they didn't show off any sort of ice, but they certainly showed off lava. So. Oh, yeah. They, they're loving the lava. Uh, I mean, they brought back, they brought back specifically yeah. Lavasioth, you know? It's like, you could have thrown, you could have thrown Plesioth in there just in the sand, you know? Like, I mean, they had him. But I guess that's what the other guy's there for, like the new fish dude. Uh, Jeratatus. That's how I say it. Jeratatus. I guess they wouldn't want to like. They, I guess they wouldn't want to overlap them since he's like he's a mud yeah, he, basically yeah. for that section. He's of the more map. like lava Seath because Plesiath is. Um, I I describe uh, 
Lavasieth and Geratatus, they're more sort of that coelacanth looking, that sort of ancient fish that has a ton of fins. Um, they're like that, whereas Plesieth is more designed after sharks and that kind of thing. Um, so, I mean, Plesieth, I mean, granted, it's like, wait, I mean, that's, you know, either here nor there. I think the problem with Plesieth is there's not really a map that has, like, enough water for it to make even ecological sense for Plesioth to be there. That we've... That we've... That's true. Right. I feel like, um, Giratatus, uh, and New Levasioth, um, like, they definitely, like, look, resemble each other in, like, morphology, like the model does. But like animation wise and gameplay wise, oh, yeah. they're no, I think I've, a new monster. Everything's been a new monster. At least to some extent. We were talking about that before we started recording. Baroth is yeah. completely different in feel to how he used to be. It doesn't feel like you're a matador in a in a bullring anymore. Yeah, the AI is different, but yeah, I guess like some some examples like Radovan and and uh, Uragon, that that's mm-hmm. pretty pretty faithful with some new stuff. Um, or I think the fish were completely revamped. <laughs> we just call them yeah. fish wyverns. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're called Pisces wyverns, which Pisces, Piscean, you know, it's all fish. So, oh, one thing I wanted to mention, uh, uh, so Teostra and Lunastra are coming back. Um, for people who don't know, these are previous Elder Dragons that were, appeared in Generation 2. Um, and then reappeared again in Generation Four, um, full, very redesigned, especially Teostra. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see like a full. So we've we've only seen Teostra and Lunastra, uh, not Lunastra, um, Teostra and Kushala uh, a couple times, and each each time they've been like severely like changed. <laughs> um, so it's going to be interesting to see, like, because most monsters, you know, they sort of exist a little while with having a same sort of uh, thing. You know what I mean? Like, they're not, don't really change that much, especially Rathalos. Rathalos was the same first, second generation. He changed a little bit third, and then he's been that way since. Um, but these Elder Dragons are severely changed. Um, and then mm. one, of, one of the things is uh, that shot where we see, like, the lava, like, sort of veiling Teostra or, like, pouring over him or something, that was a cool shot. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it probably is. Mm -hmm. It probably is, like, movie. Um, So what... Yeah, yeah. I'm starting to embrace the anime anime. a little bit. (laughs) Um, so, So what do you got... How how excited are you guys to see these guys come back? Come. I mean, I'm I'm very excited. It's just like with the list, it it leaves a lot to be desired for previous monsters that have been left behind now. Um, like a lot of, I, I mean, maybe not a lot, but a, yeah. a good chunk of flagships just aren't there. You know, like uh, like Tigrex. I feel like he would be great on that desert map, you know, smashing yeah. all the rocks, whatever charging he does. Um, I'm missing Zinagri hard, but I mean, it might be kind of hard to bring him into the game with all his leaping, but 
I feel like, you know, this is this is a next step. Like it's gonna be hard translating it over. Uh, before that we were recording, yeah. we were talking about how each monster is like a fight a fighting game character, you know. And um, one of the big differences that we didn't talk about is like going from Street Fighter one to two to three is it's it's kind of easy because it's pixel pixel you can use reuse assets you know and stuff like that but the ju- the jump between Street Fighter three and all the way to Street Fighter four was a big time gap mostly because of the market but also because a transition into three D we got to remember like this is a transition from like how many years of being on handheld with you know with console ports to like of like a mainstay console with you know, whole new maps that really redefine the way a monster should interact with the world. And then also a redefined method of hunting with grapples, mantles, and all that stuff that they've introduced. I mean, it's going to take some time. I don't know if it's balancing-wise, why there's not a lot of monsters at the start. I mean, there's a good amount. I'm not going to I'm not gonna not play the yeah. game, especially since there's going to be free updates that they confirm, like, free updates will come. They confirm that officially on Twitter, like, through a little video. Uh, also with the PC announcement, I don't know if you want to talk about that later, the date specifically, but um, like I feel like they're working yeah. hard because it's definitely I mean, like yeah, it pretty much the game is rebuilding all over the game. again. I mean, you can tell they they've reused mm-hmm. at least some ideas of how um, things move, or you know, at least uh, I won't say full models, but I mean, basically, great Jaggers doesn't feel entirely new he feels very similar to like a ludroth um so it kind of it lends itself more to sort of the leviathan yeah. chain of things even though he's a fanged wyvern which is what Zenogre was um so that's a little different um but there's definitely some moves that are brought over that used to be there i mean you, they didn't remake everything, but it all feels new enough. Like they've done redone the fire effects. They've redone a lot of stuff that were just. I mean, how a fireball worked worked the same from Monster Hunter One all the way through Double Cross as a as an impact and a slightly larger impact around it once it hits. Right, and that's it. It's always been like that. They may upgrade the fire effects to look cooler but I mean the mechanics of how that worked never changed it was like a hit and then it was just after explosion it is a hit uh, you know just like getting but now like with all those you can, you can get hit by the fire and get knocked back and everything but like he leaves like burning ground that will set you on fire if you run over it and they've really redesigned a lot of a lot of stuff in this but you, I mean, for people who, like us who have played a lot before, you can sort of still see some remnants of the older games there. It's not like everything is entirely brand new. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you want to keep it Monster Hunter still, you know? Like, you want to keep the the core yes. still there. Like, Rathalos, being a flagship, he should still be Rathalos. Um, right. uh, here's here's to worrying no, about. Uh, hold on, what was the list again? Did they confirm silver and gold or no? I forgot. Um, all right. Well, here's hoping that they don't yeah. come back because I don't want to have to stare at the sky for like ten minutes. <laughs> um. So for me, I'm pretty. I'm not really bothered by the list uh, leak. Like some people seem to think it was like really disappointing, and I'm not really that bothered because 
you can want 40 and 60 and 70 returning monsters, and that's fine, but uh, for me, it's like, it's a new game, new purchase. Um, World has almost twice as many uh, new monsters as 4 did, and I was kind of disappointed when yeah. I played 4, and I was like, oh, it's it's all it's all just 4th and 2nd gen they monsters. They had like too. And like Devil Joe. Um... <laughs> So yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Well, and cross, but I mean, when I in like 2015 when we got for you, yeah, no, they didn't have any of the monsters from Try. They yeah, had the stuff from Horrible Third and Three Ultimate, but not that. Yeah, I remember specifically for you didn't have like Nargakuga, which was one of my like, oh man. It's favorites. been so. Is that so correct? long since I, I played for like you correct. that I don't remember. I don't think I'd remember. I think... Um, but anyway, with oh. with World, like, I'm just oh, happy yeah. that the returning monsters that are there are, like, new fights, because, like, I feel like even, even in their fourth generations, Teostra and Kashala, like, they could have used, like, some more love. Um, so I'm just happy that they just, like, leave all of those old animations behind, or many of them uh and just create something that feels new that like a new experience so that's that's what i'm excited for uh in terms of returning monsters because uh, like at least the way i conceive of it like you'd uh the fifth gen Zenogre doesn't exist right now they have to create yeah. they have to put in the work to make this new uh new Zenogre, essentially so, yeah, I'm fine with them just spending that attention can, on new monsters um, uh, instead, because you know limited resources and all that. I still think that there are certain monsters that are just cool enough on their own that it'd be nice to still have them around. Um, that's just how I personally felt about Diablo. So it's that's kind of a moot point. He is back. I mean, he does make sense for an apex monster. I won't say predator because he's an herbivore, <laughs> <laughs> but you know the the sort of cream of the crop of the desert. Um, he makes sense for that. Um, mm. I think it would have been. I mean, personally, I I like every boss monster, um, aside from Shakalaka King, because because he's creepy and yeah. Um, the uh, <laughs> I, I think that almost every monster, if it Put, be put into 5th gen, they could have done something with it, but I do like the idea of us seeing more new monsters, too. Um, and if if they were, say, um, let's say, I mean, Plesioth is another one I like. No, let's say Agnactor, right? Agnactor is my sev second favorite monster. Um, Agnactor would kind of be butting up against Lavaseeth for the so. Uh, I'm guessing for the same sort of niche in that environment. Um, I'll give you that. Ignactor, Ignactor would be cooler than Lavasiath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like Lavasiath. Like I said, I do like every monster, but um, Igna I like Ignactor more. Um, but I could see how having him and Lavasiath would be kind of a challenge. Um, but at the same time, it's like I, I, I would kind of want to see new ones um for instance we 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 didn't mention but uh, there's the dodu gama i think is how you say it 
Um, but basically, mm-hmm. he's another. I'm gonna say Fanged Wyvern. He he looks like he operates like Jagras. Um, a lot. Yeah, he's like Jagras, except uh, he swallows explosive rocks and spits out like blast element. Yeah, lava. so he he's sort of like a fire, like stony looking version of a Jagras. Um, a lot of people were sort of comparing him to. Um, wow, why, why am I blanking on this name? Tetsukabra. The sort of like frog like right. um, mm. amphibian monsters that came in the fourth generation. Um, I don't see that really a lot. I did at first when you just get that one like cinematic shot of him, but you only see his head really, and it just he sort of has those sort of like fanged bottom jaw like protrusions that kind of reminds us of Tetsukaba, except, you know, not huge tusks like Tetsukaba's is. Um, but I think that was really the only connection that people had. I, I think it is another Jagger's type, which I think it kind of gives us, like, here's the low-end monster in the volcano. <laughs> no. Right. Yeah. Um, It'd be hard I'm... to imagine even the Vasyas losing to Kirk uh, Jagger's. Yeah. Um... Well, one thing I could see happening is that that DLC, um, a DLC list, uh, you know, going forward, I could see them adding more and more to it. I could see them as part of that DLC adding more older monsters, but I'm not sure if they're going to have brand new ones come in that DLC list. It would be cool. Um, but we also don't know how many iterations we're going to have of DLC. If it's going to be how the same amount of support that we got in previous games is going to be one year. Um, but if this game goes like how the industry was going, like I mentioned in a previous podcast, we could see this being supported for two or three years. Right. Yeah, I mean, um, with the way they've structured the game with live events, you know, live event quests, mm-hmm. instead of having you download them, it makes it seem like, I mean... If these, if they if this is the main way they're gonna provide events like live timed events, it would it would seem like they should be giving out new content through like through download instead of just like rehashing old guys. Because uh, I I would think that they would want these events to be like a, you know, like a character release, like uh, a new guy event would be happening for a limited time, and then they maybe they would release him into the main game first day afterwards. Yeah. <clears throat> One thing I liked about this trailer. Is that, you know, I mean, personally, I've said this, that, you know, man, I kind of hope there's more monsters. I mean, I said that all the time, but that's just in general. I think more monsters is good, you know, as long as, you know, they're not rushing things, but they they don't seem to be. Everything looks great so far. Um, uh, That's sort of like a a small complaint at this point. Um, I see a lot of people concerned about the the monster list. Uh, We've already surpassed what, uh, Monster Hunter Try had, and people put thousands of hours into Monster Hunter Try, no problem. Um, AKA the best <laughs> Monster Hunter game. Sorry, continue. Well, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure I agree with it being the best, but um, yeah, right, it was right. good. Um, I A lot of people, well, so when it first came out, there was a lot of backlash from people who played Freedom Unite a lot. Because of the monster list, right? I mean, Freedom Night had like, what, 70-something monsters, and we went down to 18. Um, of course, you're including 
subspecies and that kind of stuff at Freedom Unite. Um, and also really weird ones, like Shakalaka King. Um, and I like Vespoid Queen, but taking a Vespoid and making a boss monster out of it, I mean, that's, that's, that's really skirting on something I wouldn't like to fight. <laughs> um, but you, you get what I mean? Like, it was... It was a big shift downwards in numbers, and that's still. I I was a big supporter of the game, anyways. I was like, well, yeah, okay. They had to redesign everything, which is what they're doing here again, right? I don't feel like they did a lot of redesign for fourth generation. I think they just added new mechanics and then sort of applied those to monsters, versus. Yeah, because sorry, but fourth generation that was basically using try as a base, but adding Kinda, yeah. moves and jumping, right? Yeah, because I. After try, they 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 did they started doing the the ultimates. So like they started giving us the the G ranks basically, and they already had a built on the 3DS. Cause uh, we're this is like under the assumption that the handhelds were the main versions of the games, with the console ports being like the HD upgrades. So like they had the basis of try into three ultimate, and they've just been like rolling on that ever since but i i do remember that um that for you was running at a higher frame rate than generations and then generations they capped it so i don't know if that's a difference in engine or if it's still like just the same thing but optimized. different teams i know that um so the guys doing world are the people who did for you um and then the the, the off-season team i guess we'll call it did uh, generations and double cross um not saying they're bad i love generations and kind of love double cross i think i'd like it if it was in english (laughs) but um (laughs) it's it's kind of hard i i kind of feel for the the a lot of people you know sort of lay hate on the guys who did generations and double cross because generations uh definitely wasn't as optimized um a lot of people don't like the sort of uh, exaggerated uh, hunter arts and hunter styles and that kind of stuff. It really, in some ways, made the game easier um, and that kind of thing. But I had to say, hands down, the Faded Four are some of the best uh, flagship monsters they've introduced. Um, so it makes me kind of sad when people are like, screw Generations. I'm like, but you're missing like Mitsune and Gameth and Glavinus and I guess Astalos. <laughs> yeah. Like, Astalos is the first flying wyvern that actually used its wings, like, well. That was really cool. Are you talking about when he comes crashing down hard? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's pretty cool. And scary. It, it looks... But then, you know, you actually get hit by it, and it's like, oh, this isn't so bad. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... It's kind of interesting because, you know, the majority of us didn't get to play. I mean, I did, but the majority of us didn't get really get to play the expansion of Generations that was Double Cross. Um, so we're, we're, we're in that, that land of we got a main game, we got skipped for the, uh, the G version, and now we're getting another main game. I wonder if they're going to keep that G version thing, because I highly doubt we have G in what we're playing now for the Monster Hunter World. And I don't well, think... Well, this is a worldwide release, though, isn't it? So yeah. if we're both getting base, even Japan's getting only base, like, so there is no G for sure at the start uh, this month. I mean, didn't didn't they confirm, like, G would be coming, though, as DLC or not? I, I, I thought I heard something about, like, that it will be DLC instead of 
like a whole nother game. They haven't said that. I don't know. Um, So Gaijin Hunter translated an interview that said that they they were asked about G-Rank, and they said that there were no concrete plans, and they're just focused on the uh, periodic updates. Oh, okay. And they said that... they said that they were adding new monsters and also new features, so who the hell knows what that means. Yeah, I, I kind of hope we see a lot of new monsters come in updates. It's just me. I just like seeing more monsters. So it makes me wonder if every new big update is like, here's a new monster. Kind of like, uh, you know, like, well, I mean, fighting games or League of Legends or you know, those kind of things. It's like, this is so-and-so's update, which has all these updates, balance changes, and this kind of stuff, because I don't know if they're going to do balance changes, but they, it seems like they could now. Um, yeah. Uh, but and it it's... could be tied to a monster every time, because we know the first DLC is Devil Joe. So. Yeah. It's interesting how they framed that, because they say Devil Joe, and they say spring. Like, it's not a, a month, it's just a season, so that would suggest maybe a little bit less frequent. Um, True. like what you guys were saying, saying before, I don't see them adding a completely new monster in like a periodic update like that because it's just like a lot of extra concepting work and like research work. And why would you do that when you could just like add Zenogre and make people happy? Yeah. Um, but, like, I, I fully expect, like, a year on, like, an ultimate version, or, like, a Misty Peaks-type new area with Zenogre and Rambrose and a bunch of new monsters, as well as some returning monsters. To I could see them sort of doing space. the Destiny route. Here's the expansion. They sell as a whole new game. Well, right, I mean, Frontier yeah. Frontier does that, right? Frontier sells G2s and G3s as a whole other game, but it's just an yeah. expansion, right? Yeah, so. Generation 2, Generation 3 of Frontier, yeah. Yep. Um, I could definitely see that happening. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention, um, we're talking about you know, the expansions and that kind of stuff, which basically that's what the Ultimates are. Um, that actually, that, that trend started before the third generation. That's what Freedom Unite was. Uh, Freedom Unite was that sort of G-rank expansion. Because um, Freedom 2 was sort of like the base game, and then they added in freedom unite which you didn't see new monsters until you hit g rank which was a ton of new monsters uh nargakuga hypnocatrice um shaka laka king <laughs> 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 um you know like a lot of stuff uh, i do believe best boy queen was the only g rank uh, it's it, it's just like it was uh you know freedom Knight was a crazy amount of content and it was on the psp and then, you know, we went from a crazy amount of content to arguably the least amount of content in Try, but still, people played a lot of Try. I mean, I played a lot of Try. A lot. Um, uh, try was another one where I got, like, maybe four or five hundred hours in, um, lost a save, and then I did it again. Um, <laughs> so that was a lot of hours. I, I think... I think there's a lot to be said about how much you can get out of the game despite the monster count. So. I think I've played through Try like uh, my first time, which took hundreds of hours, and I only did low rank in single player. Um, Never played (laughs) it online. 
and then I created like two new save files, and one I got to I got to beat the main story again, the other one, uh, not not so much, and then I I've played uh, through like three U two different times. I never really got up into the G rank there either because it didn't have multiplayer, right. but yeah, I played that game a bunch. Yeah. I kind of wonder. So part of the reason yep. why it takes so long to get into um, uh, G rank and you know that kind of stuff or high rank even is there's a lot of you know sort of like filler quests that you have to get through in order to sort of consume all the content, all the different monsters we'll say basically. Um, so the gathering quests and that kind of stuff, the egg carrying quests, it sounds like those are all gone. So it sounds like we're gonna be yeah, I heard something similar. I heard something like that too. Like, but then I also heard something about key quests being mainly gone. Also, like it's all it's just the story quests. Story. I, I wouldn't call them gone. I would yeah. just say they're they've transitioned to be story quests. Is all, which is kind of a f- for you did. Yeah, they have. They have uh, like quest categories, like story quests, and then optional quests. And there's a couple other things, but when you're in the free roam mode, I think, or just on a quest, I think, you can carry like six different side quests, which are gathering quests, right, yeah. quests. They're not. They're not delivery quests. Actual quests you have to consume time on, though. Really, I mean, you consume time, but you're also doing your main quests, story quests, hunting quests, that kind of stuff. I'm almost kind of afraid yeah. that you know we're still going to have the same amount of quests. But something that used to be pretty rare is capture quests. Um, I kind of feel like we're going to get a lot yeah. more capture quests if we took out the other stuff. Which kind of makes me worried, because I don't like capture quests that much. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, me neither. They'll be they'll be easier with the, part, the EKG. Yeah. Uh, I'd almost but, say it's worth it for that, but um, <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering. Um, but they also showed like the story quests will have like alternate objectives, so it won't be just fight Baroth. It will be like fight Baroth, uh, and also there's like an objective. Um, at least for that one quest that was in yeah. uh, the preview that Eric played. I mean, this whole thing just makes me wonder. Like, I'm just the game's so close. I'm just wondering how everything's gonna look. Like, do you believe that story mode is going to be a mission after mission? Or are we going to have a town? Yeah, we Did have they a confirm town. if we're going to have a town? Yeah, right? We have a town to walk yeah, around. So now, I'm just like wondering, like, are we going to have, like, tickets floating above our heads still? Or are they going to, like, ho- totally revamp that kind of stuff? I didn't see any tickets. And stuff like that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they demoed that on the live stream where the uh, Elder Dragon trailer was, was, was debuted. Um, they had, like, 16 people in the sort of, like, uh, sundered ship gathering hall. So it was it was a lively time. Okay. <clears throat> I'm trying to think. Did we talk about everything in the trailer, really? Um, the only thing I... Oh, just did we talk about Kushala Deora much? Oh, we mentioned him. We didn't really go into detail on him. I mean, we didn't really go into detail on Teostra, either. We just sort of talked about him. Do you want to make a pit stop with them? Or... <laughs> I mean, it's worth it. So we... 
I, I, mentioned, I did mention that, you know, they, they seemed like they're generally redesigned better. Um, we did see that Kushala seems to still have his tornado wall, which will be sort of hard to get through. Um, mm-hmm. Very more prevalent now when he does it. He used to just be like this sort of like pseudo white wind around him that you're like, what is this? And then it would just push you away, which having windproof what is is just amazing against Kushala. Um, and a poison. poison yeah, weapon. poison too. Basically, you had to poison him, and he couldn't basically just continuously push you away. He was very difficult to deal with. Teostra, I think, was a little easier to deal with, because you just had Blast Blight, which is, if you don't care, take care of it, and you get hit, you explode. Um, so it wasn't, like, actually preventing you from hitting him. Maybe it caused you to play a little more defensively, but nothing that was, like, you just can't stand near him. Um, I wonder if he's still going to have his nuke, uh, Teostra. I think that might be what they cut away from in, like, the monster oh, clashes. Yeah. Like, that might be the end of one of them, which would be pretty cool. Doesn't that just mean he wins, right? <laughs> well, I don't know, because, um... There's a screenshot of Teostra versus Nergigante, and Teostra, like, his beard's lighting up, and there is, like, feet and, like, a flame wreath around him. But also, like, his chest cavity is, like, glowing red with, like, cracks forming on it and, like, shining through, Mm -hmm. which is what happens in movies before the bad guy explodes. (laughs) So, (laughs) maybe... I don't expect that they'll shower us with Teostragore, but you know, yeah, they have to. They have to make Nergigante seem menacing somehow. I, I kind of think like these uh, giant fights. So, like when I think about like uh, even matching fights, um, the only good example we have is Juratatas versus Baroth. They always seem to end in a stalemate. You know what I mean? I kind of feel like this is how that's is going to go with uh, Nergigante and Teostra and. Teostra and Kushala. Um, it seems like, you know, the, it always just ends in a stalemate, and it's not, they don't seem to have, uh, like, a winning and losing animation. That was something, but, again, we haven't seen everything, we just only saw stuff in beta, we know that the beta doesn't have everything, because, uh, who, who was it, Puke Puke didn't have all his moves this past time. We know he didn't, um, based on the trailers. Uh, the, the thing that sort of clued me to that was the fact that Juritatos, uh, in one of the games I played, uh, I think you can see it on one of my live streams if they're still up. I don't know how Twitch works, but I have old VODs if you go look at my Twitch account, which is just Twitch Sus421. Um, you can see that we have the Baroth running away limping, uh, me and a couple other hunter friends. And Juritatis does the whole animation where he attacks Baroth. And you're like, oh, he's going to kill him, right? He's limping. He's got him, right? And the exact same thing happened. Baroth just pushed him off. And I was like, this thing is, like, on, so close to right. death. Like, yeah. what is what is going on? So, um, I, I kind of hope that there's more dynamic stuff to that. And I'm not saying, like, they have to have a dynamic situation for everything. But, like, I would like to see, like one side win or the other side win 
So, like, what if that, you know, like, what if there's an animation for um, Jagras, like, just beating the crap out of Anjanath because Anjanath is too injured to care? You know what I mean? Or you know, something like that. Because all we ever saw was Anjanath just wrecking Jagras. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's safe to assume that those uh, Monster Clash animations are going to be one-sided like that are going to always be yeah. one way, even in the main game. I Just on the example of Great Jagras, I, I, I don't buy that he I would mean, ever be that. I mean, if it's limping and running away, I can see you know, trying... grabbing his ankle and pulling him down, maybe. Yeah, but like, what would he do? Like, try and swallow him, like, tail first? Like, get stuck uh, yeah, the I don't know. Do, do the, uh, the death rake like cats do. <laughs> get on him and just start raking him with his back legs. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's. Oh yeah. Yeah, I I kind of agree. I don't think that'll happen. It just it would have been nice to see at least some variation on those. Um, it's nice yeah, to have them nice. in the first place, so I won't complain. They're awesome. Um, just about Kushala and Teostra. I think I would bet that one might end up like a stalemate, like. Like like how Geratidos and Bareth yeah. kind of trade damage because they're of equal power um, level, essentially. So. I don't ever. Yeah, and like even though Teostra is like, ooh, it's fire, it's scary. Um, like Kishala was like one of the flagships, and flagships are always winning in these monster fights and opening movies right. of the past games. Sim- and on on that note, um, I very much expect Nergigante to win. Against Teostra and even Kushala, because he's the big right. bad of this one. He's essentially the flagship of fifth generation. Even if we didn't get him on our box. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, the same thing happened for three ultimate, right? Yeah. We had a Zerb with Almost instead of Brecadius. So. Well, technically, um, Zormagdros is also in that box art, the Japanese box art. He's like a little bit of ground at the bottom. So who's the real flagship? Who I think can they say? actually called specifically Nergigante the flagship. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, no, you're right. I'm just, I'm just joking. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I just pulled the um, actually. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay, it's good. <laughs> nah, I'm guilty of that oh, too. Oh, man. Um... <laughs> So I mean, like, one of the things of the tra- the new trailer that we saw the the uh, why do I keep I keep wanting to say legendary monsters I don't know why Elder Dragon trailer um, the Elder Dragon trailer uh, showed us every single monster that we know so far which was kind of cool just like a one shot of like here's it roaring here's it doing something like just just, just a click flash between every monster which. Um, that sort of reassured me, like, hey, you know, the number might not feel great, but seeing that flash of all those different monsters, I was like, actually, there's enough here. There's already enough here. This is going to be great. Um, and I think that was a really good way to showcase, like, this is what you're going to be doing in this game, is fighting all of these. Yeah, speaking of which, uh, did you guys end up, uh, well, since we're so close to the game, did you guys have a favorite new monster coming, or, like, one you're looking forward to the most? Mm. That's a good question. Um... I don't know. It's, it's kind of 
Like me personally, like I think uh Lejania, Lejania or <laughs> Yeah, Lejania looks so sick. Like it looks beautiful and ferocious and scary at all at the same time, especially in the trailer. It's like just like you said like they showed every monster but just a little bit of her or it. And I was like, man, that's that's a really well-designed yeah. monster. In comparison to the the other flying wyvern, Poofel, Poofel, what's his name? The bat, the bat looking. Palumu, yeah. Yeah, like when I saw him, I'm like, this is just uh, this is like a cute Look version that. of Nargakuga. <laughs> hmm? Yeah, he's got that weird snaky neck when he's not puffed up. He looks kind of awkward. Although, um, kind of glad Gog isn't here to. He'd be tearing us a new one. That's his favorite. Really? Okay. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. Yeah. Um, on Reddit, his little tagline is, I, I, I identify mm. as a fluff bat. <laughs> um, that's pretty funny. Uh, for me, I think it'd be Odogarin, uh, the, the red dog thing in the, the Rotten Vale. Um, I used to be really scared of like hyper-aggressive monsters like that. Um, but uh, so, like a lot of people don't like Rajang that mu- that well, or Rajang, or however you oh, say. Oh yeah, yeah, he's um, not my favorite. He's, <laughs> he's hyper aggressive, um, and he's, he's scary, right? But I like those kind of fights where you know you have to be on your game, you have to be on your toes a little bit. Um, I actually really enjoy fighting. Uh, uh, I did enjoy fighting um, Rajang in uh, for for Ultimate. Um, it was the charge blade. I mean, because the charge blade's a little OP, but... <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to Odagarin just because I think I, I think that that'll be a, a decent challenge. Although, I haven't, we haven't seen a lot of the, the rotten dragon thing. Um, that, you know, we just saw its intro, basically. And, like, the um, one breath attack or that something. That might be cool. Yeah, that might be cool to fight, too. I do tend to like dragon monsters a lot also or true dragons as you call them with four legs wings so six limbs right uh for me i kind of agree with sekrom um i think Legiana is like the most aesthetically and like conceptually interesting monster to me with like like the whole cross design on the back of its wings it carries into that nice armor set and the glider mantle is really cool um, with the, mm-hmm. the, the kind of sky blue and just like uh, like with the wispiness with which it can like fold its like moth-like wings and like how it flips around and like freezes water vapor in the air um, and yeah. I'm really ex- it's a cool design yeah I'm really excited to see how it interacts with like the the updrafts, uh, it and Palumu, and if there's more there than just like uh, sort of elevators to get to different areas of the map, hoping there's something uh, ambitious, um, like like being able to like fly up and glide and then like slash at them in midair and like pull out the glider back out. I don't know, something like that would be really cool. But pro- yeah. Um, but, like, historically, like, I really loved Mecharchos and Cedius, oh, whatever. Um, so, so it'll probably be that, like, final boss monster that I'm really into, because, like, the music and the setting and everything is really cool. 
Yeah. Typically, they have good songs, too. Mm. Really good. Uh, just a quick note, um, something about songs. Um, so, I don't know if you guys are aware, but there was a version of this podcast before it was Hunter Hub. We just call it the Reddit slash Monster Hunter podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, episode, I just uploaded episode two on the YouTube channel. It's the only place I'm really uploading these things. Um, so, I'm sort of uploading the backlog uh, because it was all before we didn't have the YouTube channel until we did Hunter's Hub. Um, so I'm uploading on Hunter's Hub the old the old episodes for people to listen to. And that episode specifically, it has Shady Figure as our guest. So that's me, uh, Pax Rayamas, uh, who used to be my co-host, and um, Shady Figure, uh, who's another mod on uh, the Monster Hunter sub. And this is when we were tied directly to r slash Monster Hunter. Um, we talk a lot about music in the game, and, you know, remixes, and, you know, battle music, our favorite themes, and that kind of stuff. So it just reminded me of that. But if anyone wants to listen to that, they can. Um, one, uh, so I don't know of a lot else in the trailer that we can really talk about, other than maybe um, some thoughts on Devil Joe being redesigned. Um, what did you guys think about it? He was absolutely brutal. He's always been brutal, but like he was just destroying that Jagras in that trailer. Yeah, I mean, Double Joe has always been a, a special monster, in my opinion, because of like the whole... He's like one of the only monsters that eats his own tail. Uh, I'm hoping that yeah. mechanic comes back, really. And then, like, um, he's he was one of the first monsters to ever have like a second unofficial form, like Savage Double Joe... Permanent yeah. Savage Devil Joe. It's like, huh? It's like a. It's it was a subspecies, but it wasn't because it's just a form. So yeah, he was always a a a good entry point, and I I am glad that he's coming back. Um, I don't know if he's gonna be the first monster back. I mean, you think he's gonna be the only mon the first monster before anything else comes? But um, uh, did, did we get to see his uh, his hazard breath? Uh, no, uh, during we just saw the him. I don't think beat so. Did the ever loving crap out of a Jagras. While someone was running away. Yeah, he didn't. Sorry, yeah, he didn't. So he might be. Uh, he might be like. Oh, sorry, I was just gonna quickly. Oh, he didn't inflate or anything, so they might. No. They might have to like polish up like the like the the flesh textures or something before they show that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's one of the, one of the sticking points they're working on is Devil Joe expanding. Which, by the way, if you're a new listener, he expands. <laughs> I mean, if we're... <laughs> I mean, if we're going back to what we saw with Teostra, man, but we were talking about, like, his cracking skin yeah. and all that, like, all those textures. Like, that's a completely different-looking monster than what we have on, like, even Double Cross. Imagine, like, the veins and, like, the blood and the savage that you're, you're gonna need to put on something like mm-hmm. a Devil Joe. Like, it's an insane amount of like art design yeah i really like devil joe's new model like i was never i never like really got close to like the actual pickle part of him but i I like like how you can see the little fine details in his jaw and how it like parts in the flesh and all that yeah it is he is he is the epitome of what we call a brute wyvern he looks (laughs) beefy now when he looked menacing before, but this one, holy cow. He's got neck muscles to 
freaking crushed dragon. Oh, as I was going to say... Yeah, as I was going to say, he's probably going to be, like, the main rolling yeah. monster, you know? Like, because that's what he's known for. He's, like, he's, he's the guy who invades your game and messes you up while you're trying to fight something else. So, I feel like that's, like, it's going to be, like, his main thing. I mean, we I don't know if we're going to have a, a quest dedicated specifically to him. But I'm pretty sure the first time he shows up, it's going to be, like, uh, oh, you're here kind of quest, you know? They, like yeah. unstable well, I mean, that they call them. Yeah, he, he definitely started that trend of like, oh, there is a dangerous monster just going to randomly show up. Um, the sort of more formulaic one uh, that started in third generation. I mean, I mentioned earlier that it used to be that they didn't care about Rathalos is in your gathering quest because Rathalos is way above you. That was just sort of like a, yeah, he's just here kind of thing and he's just the monster that you'll have to deal with on this quest but devil joe was like you didn't know if he was going to be there or not um i've told this story on the podcast before but i, th I think i don't know if you guys heard it but the first time my friends saw devil joe they were screaming like it was hilarious they were just like holy cow what is that and you know, they were just like just scared out of their minds it's like a giant t-rex just bust into the room <laughs> didn't help that actually, you know, the random part where he busts in on that map actually hit, he actually knocked one friend up in the air. Uh, I think it carded him, too. Hmm. Uh, it was just, like, the first time he's ever seen him, and suddenly an <laughs> eruption of a dinosaur killing him. Uh, it just, the Devil Joe just exudes horror. This thing is going to stalk you around the map. It's going <laughs> to... It's not like Anjanath, where it's like, oh no, it's kind of menacing, but then he runs away. Like, I could see Devil Joe being that monster that relentlessly pursues you. I mean, it's going to be even scarier now, like, with the new map system, you know? It's like, he's not just going to pop up, he's going to be, like, <laughs> out of the trees, just like in the trailer. And then, yeah... And then, you know, I hope his theme comes his back. His theme is in the trailer. His theme's iconic, especially... It's an uh, it's an updated theme. But oh, yeah, was it? I, I didn't notice. One thing I will want to say about the music that you were talking about earlier, like, for a moment there, like, you hear... You, so you, you, you hear the main Monster yeah. Hunter theme, right? But, like, in, like, a high flute version, right? And I was... When I was listening to that, I'm like, man, this is so Legend of Zelda-y, like, yeah. like, the, like the wind instrument version of the song. And I was like, yeah, it's like it really, it really like mystifies the whole game yeah. with, that, with that type of well, I mean, Monster playing. Hunter is one of those, those few old Japanese, well, not that old, but old Japanese franchises with that kind of classical fanfare yeah. main theme, like Zelda, like Dragon Quest, or I guess Final Fantasy, I don't know Final Fantasy, but... Um. Yeah, it's, it's just nice to see that sort of that one song evolve over mm -hmm. so many different iterations and sequels. Yeah, yeah. The only one that you really see is Proof of a Hero that exists through all of them. Um, yeah, yeah, that one. That's um, what I mean. Yeah, it, it's it's been updated twice now. So there was the original Proof of the Hero. Then there was the uh, the new pseudo version that that plays in Monster Hunter Tri. It's, it's very more flowy, more fluid, like water, I guess, right? So, <laughs> um, and then there's this more, yeah, <laughs> the sort of lighter one that we have now. Um, I don't know if you guys have listened, uh, 
to the intros of these podcasts, but I actually have the Monster Hunter World uh, version of Proof of a Hero, the end of it, uh, for the intro for these. Good. Uh, I love the, I love the, uh, the remix of it with like the kind of like nature evocative trills of yeah. sound. Um, the, the new mu- the new music has a sound, right? Um, that's that's in that it. That brings back. Sorry. That makes me sad because uh, one of my favorite themes, like in all of video games, is Ukanlos battle music. Man, what I would kill to have that music in this game right now. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever listened to it, but it's like a good song just in itself. The Ukanlos battle music. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, That's such a good song. One of these days, um, you know, we're not totally just inundated with Monster Hunter World news and talk. I'll probably revisit that that uh, that topic of music and Monster Hunter because um, there's a lot to it. There's a lot of music that is just great. Yukonlos uh, is or Yukonlos, Yukonlos. I don't know how you say him, but uh, his theme that that sort of. Uh, Really complicated high end, you know, high key piano music is just that's good. That's really good. And it sounds like just like it's intense. It sounds like breaking ice right. the music itself. Um, mm. It's just oh man, it's, it is good. It's not it's not my favorite, but it is a good one. Um, the sort of bom- yeah, then- bombastic. Uh, Bracadia's theme, like all that kind of stuff. I really want to hear some of the music that comes out for these new um, monsters. Should I raise a question to the room? Or sorry, Zekrom, if you had yeah. something. Look, well, just one more thing. I was going to say, like, uh, when I was playing Double Cross and I finally got back to the, I don't know what the specific name was called, but, you know, like the forest zone of third generation? Yeah. Like, that has, like, a specific monster theme when you play in that field, right? Man. The rush of nostalgia when I'm back yeah. in like the third generation. Uh, the deserted forest. island. Yeah, yeah, the deserted island theme when a monster mm-hmm. comes. I'm like, man, that's a classic. And then I go to the other monster hunters. And I'm like, oh, I don't feel like the same rush as it. But I guess that's because I started with third generation. It, just, it feels so good to be back at deserted forest. Yeah, a lot of people have that that sort of nostalgia for. Um, so the people who started when I did a lot uh, have that sort of nostalgia for. Um, the forest and hills battle music. The oh, that's right. The trumpets at the beginning of the deserted forest battle, <laughs> classic. Very good trumpets. Those, those trumpets. <laughs> yeah, I love trumpets. I I used to be a trumpet player. Well, I mean, I still kind the, of. The uh, the this is sort of a tangent, but the Twilight Princess soundtrack, the Code Geass soundtrack, great, very disturbing trumpets. Um. Could I ask a question okay. to you guys? Sure. Um, yeah, go ahead. So, with the ancient forest, you have you can like drop a boulder on monsters, as we've seen. You can uh, flush Rathalos yeah. down into the lower forest, and with a wild spire waste, you can uh, call a, de- <laughs> a Diablos hit in um, with with the wing drakes there. So yeah. We've also seen you can like drop like bones of monsters in the Rotten Vale, but other than that, we haven't seen any sort of environmental like trap or like big set piece hazard in the Coral Highlands, the Rotten Vale, and the volcano. So, what do you guys think, uh, Zekrom, Fortuan, those might be, or if they will have them at all? 
well, not actual hazards. I mean, we do have the waterfall at the top of the tree. I don't know if you count that as a hazard because you don't really get yeah, that's, from that, it. that kind of thing. It damages, off. I think, Raffles. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we have the mud where like they make you like flail around if you get too deep into it. So that's kind of cool. Wait, but that's that's Wildspire Wasteland though. Um. Uh, yeah, not not too much on um the forest one that I saw. Well, there's the giant boulder in the deep forest. Crap, I got the hiccups. Yeah, I'm just like, it, what would you speculate? Because I don't think they've shown yet for the ladder zones. So what do you, what would you guys guess might might be there? Well, I heard that the poison veil in general is like you need something at all the time, like a hot drink or a cold drink kind of thing for the poison for the poison veil, right? Oh uh, yeah, you veil? need to use the slinger and like flaming pods to clear the gas, mm. or else it damages you like weather would. I mean, I would assume they would have pools of poison just like every other generation before. Right. Yeah. I could see like, I could see like a wall of like dead corpses because yeah, have you seen like there's areas that are just littered with corpses that came from the coral reef mm -hmm. coral ridge oh you, do you think we're going to be able to slide down piles of bones like we do in the in the sand like we slide down the sand but just sliding down piles oh, yeah. of bones yeah i almost i i could see it for sure especially where we first see that elder dragon or whatever that death dragon is um that area looks like it had a lot of sloping just like bodies just slide down. Uh, I could see like there being like a wall of like bones and corpses and that kind of stuff, and that coming down as a big set piece. Right. Um, like I could see. So you, we saw like the end of a rib cage fall down. It's like a spike. I could see like the whole rib cage collapsing down, like just like a giant rib cage of a monster coming down on things. I, I think there's a lot of things in the rotten veil. As far as the coral ridge. Um, I could probably see, like, breaking away parts of the floor. Um, oh, wow. Um, so you're, you're up on a higher tier, and you sort of hit the coral, and the coral breaks, and they fall. And they hit a bunch of coral on the way down. Um, I can see that. I can see yeah. just... Like, another map in the previous generation had that, too. Like, in Gen 4, like, there's a high-top map, yeah. like the nesting area, and then that would just, like, turn on its side, and then... That was really sick back mm -hmm. then. Imagine what they can do now. Like something like that would be really cool in the in the coral ridge. Like it just starts collapsing. You and the monster are, like gripping, yeah. but then you guys both slide off. Um, as far as the volcano, I I have no clue because we haven't seen a lot of it. Like we yeah. have, we've barely seen anything of it. But if I were to say anything, maybe. There's like a, a, a rock that's sort of blocking a flow of lava. You break the rock or move the rock and the flow of lava hits the monster. Yes. Yes. That's, that, um, that's what I was hoping. Would survive you'd... that? I don't know. but <laughs> That's what I was hoping you'd say, because like with the new particle effects, like I'd love to see lava just like sparking off of like a Rathalos or something. Because even if Rathalos can breathe fire, it's not going to be, like, immune to lava. <laughs> no, no. Hardly anything is immune to lava, aside from, you know, the things that just live in the lava. And Teostra. Because reasons. Because, like, Gravius, Ignactor, Lava CF, they all swim in lava, so... I could see them just like it being an impact for them because you are getting hit by molten rock. It's not like lava is light. You're not getting hit mm -hmm. by water. 
I don't know. I don't think. I think it would be kind of OP if it just killed a Rathalos. <laughs> so, oh yeah, no. It would just do like a set amount of damage. Yeah, yeah. I think it would just do damage in general to anything. Um, that's the only thing I could think of in a lava map that would do that. This I don't think uh, it's positioned like this in like how the map is constructed, but uh, the surface level of the Rotten Vale, as everyone knows, has like the Delameter skeleton. I, I, yeah, I wish you could just what we speculate is Delameter. Yeah, yeah, it, it appears that way. I, I can't really see it that much, but yeah, it's a big skeleton, so why not? Right. Um, I, I it'd be cool if you could just like kick out like the jawbone or something. Um, and just have the whole, like, fang skull just snap shut uh, on a monster. Yeah, like, the top of the skull just sort of, like, slams down on him with the teeth. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like, I don't think that that's in the game, but, like, it'd just be so cathartic, because, uh, like, fighting Delameter, it's like, this is what it's like. It's one-shot kills. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so, we're, um, uh, I think you know we kind of solved the 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 riddle of like what are the six maps um, we talked a couple times ago, Haru. Um, but Zekrom, just to sort of catch you up on that, um, there's, there's supposedly six maps based on the sort of HUD that we've seen of the maps. Um, so with the addition of the volcano map, it brings us right. up to five. So we've got the the forest, the desert, um, the Rotten Vale, the, the Coral Ridge. Uh, and then we've got the volcano slash ice slash just volcano, whatever it is. Um, and there's a sixth one, and I'm thinking that sixth one is the arena. Um, so, or it could be a different one. But basically, I think we've pretty much solved all the maps. So, do you think that we'll have enough variety in these maps based on what we've seen so far? So... You know, there's a decent amount of monsters that are going to be in the ancient forest, but we've not really seen a whole lot of variety in the in the other maps so far. So, what do you guys think? Like, you think it'll still you think it'll feel in balance? Like, oh, you know, obviously the ancient forest is the best one because you have these different variations of monsters. Um. Yeah, I mean, the beta only has the one map, so, and I even like as a slight casual player. I mean, I did all the missions, but. Oh. I don't know the map to the back of my hand. Um, the monsters... <laughs> yeah. The monsters... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. The monsters don't always spawn in the very same spot no, of the map, the, right? I mean, in the beta... Um, Even in the beta? Very reliably for the Great Jagus quest, I knew exactly where he spawned and exactly how to get to him. Um, I don't know about the other monsters. Um, I do know that Anjanath, nine out of ten times, I knew where to find him, or at least how to get to him. Um... Yeah. Yeah. But they do roam a little. Like they roam enough to like not yeah. So and there's like mechanics like there's like hidden cubbies and everything. I I think the maps take a lot of effort, I think. Like more than like section 1 through 11, which is still it was a fine mechanic for however many years we've been playing, but oh. you know, maps big. I yeah, mean, no. What I was and, saying you know, is, we have war I think all the maps look good. What I was saying is, do you think that based on the monsters that we've seen in the various maps, do you feel like, because there's a lot of variation on what monsters appear in the, the ancient forest, 
that we've seen based on trailers and that kind of stuff. And it doesn't feel like there's a lot of variation, mm-hmm. let's say, in the Rotten Vale. We know of Rotobon, Rotoran, Rotoran, or whatever. We know of the Great Gyrus, or the, the Poison, or not Poison, Paralysis, um, Jagras, basically. Um, and Odugaran and Big Skeletal Dragon. But that's about it that we've seen. Like, that's, what, five versus, like, the nine or eight that can appear in the ancient forest? Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. And then even Volcano can have, sure. like, Rathalos and Raytheon if you want to. Um, so, yeah, like, I guess you're right. Rotten Vale is a, is a harder one specifically to do because it's like, this is bad guy zone with bad devil monsters i can see diablos down there somewhere maybe he fell around that's kind of what i had speculated earlier because there's black diablos in this game and while it's it's just a female and he doesn't like necessarily make sense that it would be there on there um i think it would like fit with like digging in of the bones yeah the whole aesthetic of it Uh, i just i don't know i that's like my biggest worry is like i feel like some maps are just going to be like there's just less monsters here so there's less variation. And I feel like that's going to hurt the whole ecological aspect of it. Um, because even the trailer shows Devil Joe and the Ancient Forest. The Ancient Forest is like packed with different monsters. Because uh, the... <laughs> yeah, I, de- I definitely think Devil Joe, as people have speculated, is going to be in the rat. I think it's going to be everywhere. Um, too, I think Devil Joe is going to be in every map. Just oh, just yeah? like the previous games. Yeah, the Devil Joe's I mean, been in a volcano before. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, like, mm-hmm. with the Coral Highlands and the Rotten Vale, they they only have, like, they both have Zitsiaku and Odogron, and Coral Highlands has Paloma and Legiana, and the Rotten Vale has Gyrus and Rotobon. Um, that, that's four monsters that are confirmed that we've seen there. Um, so I don't... Uh, of, of, like, the leaked monsters that might show up, I'm guessing, like, Kirin, Oroshi Kirin, Kirin, uh, maybe even uh, Diablos or uh, Alatrion in the Highlands in Ronville. Um, but yeah, that question is there for me, too. Um, just, these are, like, the Coral Highlands, they've, like, gone on record saying, like, this is, like, the set piece area this is the focal area of this generation put a lot of work into it i i have to believe there's something there like whether that's like the, the pink and blue wrath wraths or more dlc monsters getting added into yeah. later i'm not sure yeah it just feels a little unbalanced at this point again and we don't know everything we don't know if that leak list is entirely accurate or if it's missing monsters i mean I mean, it's still all speculation, but based on what we know, and it's looking at that leak list is pretty much true. Um, it just looks like it's unbalanced. Because, I mean, even if you add in Lunastra, um, which, I mean, Lunastra is going to be where Teostra is, which is the volcano. You add in all the subspecies that probably are going to stay in the same areas that they, you know, the, the main species is at. Um, could be different. I mean, none of the, aside from Oroshi Kirin, really dr- drastically change what the monster is. Um, 
especially Rathian and Rathalos. I could see them being in the Coral Highlands versus the Ancient Forest. Um, but, like, there's just, like, I don't oh, know, it just feels like, the, at least promotionally, they're very, very focused on the Ancient Forest. Even the second map we saw that has a lot more than the other ones, like the, the Wildspire Waste, doesn't feel like it has as much monsters. It's, we've got Nergigante, Diablos, um, Rathian, Jertatos, and Baroth. That's it's more than the other ones, but still, it's not the same numbers. Well, it also it also lets uh, Kuliaku oh, and yeah. Anjanath cross over into the desert. So there, there might be more yeah, there might be more cross-population of monsters than we know of currently. Um, and I think, uh, just to addendum, uh, Kushali or uh, would be a pretty safe bet for the Coral Highlands and Sol. Yeah, I can see. And I can the see. And, uh, jazz. The Gyros also being up in the Coral Highlands. Um. But uh, yeah, yeah I don't know. that makes sense. I could also see uh, Jagras being somewhere else too. But I don't know. It just it just it to me right now it still feels a little very heavy on the ancient forest. But that's just probably just promotional stuff because it's you know it's easy to sort of have like an identity through one map. I mean, every game has sort of had like a focus on this is the map. So you know, like for a while there it was the Forest and Hills, and it was the mountain, and it was uh, deserted island, you know, that kind of stuff. There's always, like, a focused map. Fourth Gen was that that weird grassy field, <laughs> Golden Fields area. Uh, so, and then the... What is the name of that map? The Ancient, some, ancient something in the Generations? Yeah, Ancient Steps is Fourth Gen. Generations, it's that Ancient dinosaur steps? map. Ancient steps? Oh, Generations? Uh, oh, yeah, Jurassic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Jurassic. Jurassic Frontier. Yeah. I will say uh, Ancient Steps was really nice. I remember the first time I, I, I went back in there and double-crossed that, that map, and I was like, oh, wow. Like, they have, like, little particle things flying in the air. Like, they can they have enough resources to do that on yeah, a 3DS. They, I mean... I, I have I said this a couple times. I, I don't I don't care how bad the environments are graphically. They have always designed really interesting um, environments, even in the PS2 days. Even running around the forest and hills, like you can look off in the distance and you see down there the little tiny like maybe close to eight bit Aptonoths <laughs> drinking out out of the water. That's pretty much a background of like tiny little gif of them moving their head or something it's like, um, it looks it looks horrible yeah. but like it's still like it still gives you a sense of scope and just grind grandeur <laughs> if i could play heel for a moment i'd like to say that all the fourth gen environments are trash um i was actually like going back and like into the ancient the ancestral steep and like looking around and i'm like Man, I really wish this grass wasn't so yellow. Man, I really wish the play space, the visible walls, were moved a little bit to the left so we could like fight across the stream or something yeah. interesting. Like 
that area. They with, were like, so focused on those jumping mechanics, so they put in a lot of those cliffs and ledges and stuff for you to jump on. Mm-hmm. So that, like, uh, yeah, yeah. That sunken, like, whatever map. Yeah, sunken hollow. Yeah, yeah. That 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 giant area that's like, here's a giant wall. <laughs> um. Are you talking about the one where you had to go like all the way around to get up to the ledge to get to the center of the map? That's like the one where you would fight like Gormagala and Kongala a lot. Um. No, I was talking the the, the sunken veil is the one. There's like a giant drop off, and then it's sort of like a a sloping down with a bunch of ledges on the slope. Oh, the yeah. pain in the butt one in the very middle. <laughs> yeah, that's the one with the collapsible thing at the very top, yeah. though. So I don't know. It's yeah. It's all it's all just like weirdly designed specifically for the jumping mechanics. I can I can see why pe- some people don't like it because it's it's very overt. It's like when movies put in three D things. <laughs> but but just about the ancestral step, just just for one more second. Sure. Like. In the forest region where you usually fight Great Jaggy, yeah. there's like, you can see a giant, like, red rock, like, human-made temple. Yes. And yet, the you're playing in this, like, nondescript, like, forest area and, like, field areas. Like, why don't you put us in, like, the interesting part? <laughs> like, nature is great, but... Like that, you you've went all the effort of like rendering that over there, and, and like why why? Yeah, I it's like that thing when people say like, in fiction, always set your story in the most interesting time period of the world. Like, do that with the levels. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I think they do for the most part a good job of like, um, what you see in the distance is actually something you can go to in a lot of those maps. Uh, the, the example I like to say is when you walk out into the dunes uh, in 4th Gen, when they redesigned it from Gen 1, you're, you're, you're actually in the dunes area and you look across the map and you can see like this oasis way down there, which, you know, you go to that oasis and it's one of the nesting areas for a lot of monsters. Um, and right. You yeah. can actually see up above, there's like this giant like pillar of a rock that has a hole through it. And, like, each area, you get closer and closer to those rocks until eventually you're in that canyon that's exactly below it. Um, So, Mm -hmm. like, I think they've always done a good job of, like, this looks cool and it feels connected even though it's segmented. Um, Feels a little more cramped in the new map for the Ancient Forest. It's like, oh, yeah, you're all around the tree. Like, the the tree is always very close just because you have to run there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you actually and I thought, have to physically run the whole distance. I thought um, the Dunes was was a really inspired sort of remake because uh, you could like run or roll across the top of the du- sand dune and you would like leap into the air and that was like a ledge, but it would work both right. ways. It wouldn't be like a drop; it would yeah. be like just ground ter- uh, elevation change. And I thought that was yep. really smart. I just have a have a slant against the ancestral steep. It's slanting against the steep. Um, uh, because, like, the whole bright primary, like, overexposed yellow, blue sky, and then the red 
rock structures, that's like the opposite of whatever my aesthetic yeah. is. Yeah, it is It is a, a very overt yeah. aesthetic, for sure. It's interesting, like, watching videos of Bevelcross, because, like, that's the last thing I'll say about it, but they actually like, toned it down a lot so the grass looks like wheat, and it's, like, yellow, but it's not, like, the color from a paintbrush yeah. yellow. Sorry, no, it's fine. Um, <laughs> so, um, one of the things that I kind of want to do, uh, since this is very early in the new year, I just want to get one story. What was your best Monster Hunter moment of 2017? Do you mean like playing the game or anything, anything to do with, to do with like it? If you were property. totally surprised by the announcement, um, I don't know. Maybe you said something online and it was like people really liked it. I don't know. Um, well, I'll go real quick. Um, just at E3, like, even when, after they trademarked World, I was like, oh yeah, it's going to be a Nintendo Switch thing. It's not going to be, <laughs> it's going to be like, uh, <laughs> it's going to be like, uh, fourth gen plus. It's going to be Double Cross, but like a re-release in the West, and that's the name they chose. Um, was not expecting this. <laughs> so like, when they released that trailer that everyone hated for some reason, <laughs> I was, at the same time, I was like... Uh, rewatching the trailer like ten times that night, like oh my god, they brought back underwater. Uh, they <laughs> these these new monsters. <laughs> oh my god, look at the tree. It's like the giant tree from the sandy plains in three. And you're gonna be able to climb it. It's gonna be cool. And so I was just like a, a just a ball of excitement. I was excited was, slash panic day. mode, um, mostly because <laughs> the the backlash of that announcement on the. Reddit slash Monster Hunter was tremendous. Like, absolutely tremendous. I don't know yeah. if you guys were active at that time. I mean, I know you were active, Haru, but, like, uh, what I mean is, like, actually there, like, the, the couple of hours after the announcement, that was insane. I, I was literally just answering mod questions and doing stuff for, like, hours right after that announcement. Um, yeah, no, I don't think I was there, like, at the moment, like, I, I wasn't, but I, I had posted previously on the sub, like, hey, uh, I think this Sean, on an alt account, I think the Sean Layden quote about series coming back from portable uh, to console, it <laughs> might have something to do with Monster Hunter, and I got yeah. so downvoted, and I just, the vindication. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, uh, it was a crap maybe, show. Maybe it's petty, but. Sure. People were. That was just that was only after that first leak came out. That wasn't. Oh no! Yeah, I was that was before the announcement, announcement or anything. Yeah, yeah. Before when that leak happened, before the announcement, people were getting downvoted like crazy. Like, no, no, they're not going to do that. No, <laughs> they're on the Nintendo. Just accept it. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Um. For me. For me, uh, I was yeah. like, I was like craving to buy Double X because I just got a Switch, and I was like, okay, just wait, just wait till E3, and like, just wait for the announcement. Because like, when I heard about the trademark, I'm like, all right, just wait for the announcement before you do anything stupid and buy Double X in Japanese instead of English. And so like, the Nintendo thing happens, and um, you know, like the oh, yeah. Mario Odyssey happened at the end with the dinosaur, yeah. and I was like, Monster Hunter? It's like, nope. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> And then like, and then the next day at Sony, I'm just like, I'm just watching Sony. I'm like, ugh, 
same stuff as last time. But then like, you know, this you see the back of the guy's soul, the back of the guy's, no, the, yeah, the back of him. And I'm like, what is this? And I'm like, is this Dark Souls remake? Because what did he say to lead up to it? Like, this is a start of a classic franchise back again. Like, mm-hmm. he said something he like this specifically or something. Yeah, John Layden. Cryptic like that. And I'm like, is it? I'm like, is this Demon Souls remastered? And then like the music started playing. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> and then um, because like they didn't show a monster until like uh, like 30 seconds into the trailer or something. Yeah, they, they tend to do that. They just had a guy walking around in the jungle, being all confused, like. Which is, that works for us, right? But to newcomers, they're like, why is we watch? Why are we watching someone walking through the woods? Is this Edith Finch yeah. in the woods? Like, what, what's going on? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it it was a it was truly like a trailer for the fans mainly, you know? Like that's how I And then like just looking at the bugs, I'm like, what is happening? What are these bugs? <laughs> and then and then I understood what was happening and I'm like, "Oh, wow. Like this is like unexpected." So that was like the surprise moment for me for Monster Hunter this year. I think the best moment game-wise would be mm-hmm. Like when I was playing the beta was really great, and then um I was playing with Insect Glaive, and I realized there's I a move that, that slams you back down on the ground things. after you launch yourself up. I'm like, wow, that's fun. Like huh. yeah, there's a move that like spin slams you back down to the floor as soon as you launch yourself, and um, and that's when I realized like. Wow, this really is the next generation of Monster Hunters. Like, I thought it would be like, cause like there was rumors going about like, oh, this is just like a safe play by Capcom to see like, if this fails, they'll just go back, straight back to Nintendo and make the real Monster Hunter Five, right? But then like, when I played that beta, I was like, nah, I think this is definitely where Monster Hunter should go from now on. Like, there's just so many improvements, and there's there's some things I don't like, but it is it does. It just feels like the right direction to go with the series when I played yeah. beta, and that was a great moment to like be comforted that this game isn't gonna be like easy peasy, it did. Uh, like crap. Yeah. But that's not to say that the demo wasn't easy, because I feel yeah, like it definitely they made did. it easier for the demo, because like, yeah. And um, yeah. So, but if that's if this is how things are going, it was a relief to play the beta and be happy with what is gonna come this month. Um, so for me, I, I kind of have two moments. Um, I'll say it, one's in-game and one's sort of the community aspect of Monster Hunter. Um, uh, some of you guys may know, I mean, I've been on r slash Monster Hunter for like a long time. I've been on it since its inception uh, seven years ago. Um, and I've been, not well, not day one, but like, you know, I've been on there this year one. Um, and I've been a mod for five years now uh <laughs> so you know like keeping up to date with monster Hunter news has always been something for me i've always been like straight on time you know looking at every press conference from everything hoping for monster Hunter news and that kind of stuff so the big uh the big moment for me and monster hunter is actually a series of moments it's kind of cheating but it's basically the mm. reveal of monster hunter and the result of that um so uh, a little bit of backstory. Um, I did not watch the Sony conference. I had no interest in the Sony conference. That was a Monday night. Um, I was pretty drained. Um, I basically had learned that my grandfather was on his way out of this world. He was dying uh, that night. Uh, so I was pretty down. Um, 
and I was sitting there, and one of my friends who is not a Monster Hunter fan texted me, watch the PlayStation Conference now. Get online and watch it. And I was like, I'm just not. I'm not in the mood. I am not watching it. And then um, it was, uh, this was before we had a Discord as a mod group for, for Monster Hunter. Um, before we all just went through Reddit mail and that kind of stuff mm. to talk. And it there's there wasn't like a lot of communication like, hey, you know, guys, we need to right. circle up. Something's happening, that kind of thing. So I was just sitting there, um, and then I was like, "Okay, fine, I'll go check it out." And then it was like, "Holy crap! That's that's Monster Hunter!" I, I the same trailer, right? right? Walking, he has the great sword on his back. He dives in the water, you know, that sort of like ambiance, and then into the trailer. My first realization was like, "Oh, it's Monster Hunter! This is amazing!" And then my second realization, <laughs> the sub is going to eat itself alive. And then like. There was like an immediate pit in my stomach because it did. It did eat itself. Like people were going bonkers, right? So all of this is sort of like the preamble to basically my favorite moment. And it's kind of, I don't know. I really like doing this podcast. So my favorite moment was sort of realizing that, hey, we need a voice because no one in the game industry is really giving a lot of credit to the fact that Monster Hunter just got a new announcement, right? Like hardly any of the podcasts I was listening to said much about it, or they just there was like a cliff note to them. Um, like people I really respect their opinion in the game industry just sort of like just dismissed it, right? And I was like, this is just not cool. Like there needs to be a voice for this game. So I got the idea. I pitched it to the other mods. Uh, we started the Discord at that point, um, and um, there the they were like, yeah, sure, you know, go ahead, but, you know, don't tie it in. We're not you know, officially endorsing it. And I was like, okay, whatever. And then I started it up with me and Pax and uh, Ramus and went from there, and I was so excited. And then, like, eventually we got Eric's on. Um, we've had some speedrunners on. Like, just, like, it was just so, even though we're small, I really enjoy doing the podcast. So it was, like, that was, sort of like, my moment for Monster Hunter. It was, like, the sort of preamble to actually like you know what no i'm gonna do it i'm gonna make a right. podcast yeah. so um sort of self-congratulatory i guess sorry but i just that's what i liked about 2017 is sort of having the courage to finally start this um, there was a lot of factors that went into it um but in the game i would say um is my urgent quest fight with uh, malfestio and double cross because I killed him with a guard point <laughs> on charge blade. Um, it's very rare that you can actually do enough damage to really do a whole lot with guard points. It's just sort of like a boost. And then you just use the guard point to continue combos and that kind of stuff. It's really most of your damage is coming from attacks, not guard pointing. But I actually killed him with a guard point while I was confused. So my, while my controls were backwards. So I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that was a, uh, it was a, a very like, yeah, I'm good. At yeah, this I don't game. think that was self congratulatory at all. Uh, thanks for sharing that, Jordan. Oh yeah, no, no problem. Yeah, I just want to discuss like you're you're right. Like Monster Hunter has always been seen as niche, 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 niche. Um, you know, with Monster Hunter Four being like the highest selling one in North America, right? Oh, for yeah. Ultimate. 
and it's just, you know, it's just, like, you, do you, you guys think it's always been, like, the combatness, like, the sluggishness? I mean, people like Dark Souls, and, like, I, I don't want to, like, throw it under the same name, but I like Dark Souls because I like Monster Hunter, but then, like, it doesn't seem to translate the other way around. People don't like Monster Hunter just because they like Dark Souls and stuff like that. It's kind of weird. Um, so it's, I think, I think it's part of it is the gameplay and also, um, it's I kind of, I, I, I'm trying to think how to word this without being offensive, but it's sort of the, the heavy Japanese influence of this game. Oh yeah, so, that's true too. Um, that sort of turned me off in the very beginning. Um, so I'm talking like the PlayStation 2 demo disc uh, my friends were playing it and talking about it, and I'm like, this sounds like really anime. I don't want to play that, guys. I don't like anime. You guys like anime. I don't, right? It was just like a like a huge, like, no, this sounds way too Japanese for me, right? Yeah. They, I was peer pressured. I just bought it. I fell in love with the mechanics of playing it, right? I think there's, it's got, it's got a bit of uh, an image issue, because it's complicated and it's weird to a lot of Westerners. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, but I I would say Monster Hunter is like on the lighter side of like Japanese oh, things. Like, yes. I I mean I've mentioned many times in this podcast. I mean Haru, we've had anime discussions a bit here and there. I am not a huge fan of anime or other Japanese culture stuff. I just. It's not something that interests me. I'm pretty much a average Joe Schmo American from Ohio. I just <laughs> I'm not like into this kind of stuff normally. But Monster Hunter, it just the gameplay, the mechanics, the ecology, everything just came together for me. And it has nothing to do with the Japanese aesthetic of this time at all, right? It's, but yeah. I, I I got over that hump basically for me. And I think a lot of some people have that issue that they you know. They're not into anime, and they're not into that kind of stuff. They're like, that's too anime for me. I've seen that a lot. So, um, Zekrom, I have a, uh, an answer to your question about why the series might not be so popular. Um, I think there's a lot of aspects to it, but um, I think the mo- most overriding thing is that Monster Hunter isn't an anthropocentric, isn't a human-centric series. It's about animals. It's about nature. And some people... Oh... Some people are like, ick, yeah. ooh, boring, blah, 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 blah. And I'm, obviously, you can probably tell, opposed to that opinion. Yeah. Um, like, Monster Hunter takes a lot of time to get into. Uh, it takes, like, each yeah. hunt. There aren't health bars. There aren't, well, now there are numbers, but there were, there aren't floating numbers popping up all across the screen like <laughs> confetti. Um, it's not like yeah. an MMO or a traditional action game yeah. where everything's lightning fast. And even if it was a traditional action game, that the gaming community is is uh, ripe to write that off. It's like, oh, that's just weeaboo garbage. Um, oh, that's just like God Eater or whatever. Um, yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> so like. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh man, I've I, I've played Tokiden. Tokiden does not give me the same satisfaction as Monster. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't think it would give me that either. Um, so Fortuan what you were saying about like uh the gaming press writing the series off at e3 i was i'm the calm person 
I'm not like someone who's screaming or someone who's yeah. blah 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 or reacting like, oh my god, look at this. Um, except if I'm excited by a few things like Monster Hunter, but I was deeply yeah. resentful and I'm still pretty pissed that the game that fucking IGN kicked it to like their like fifth slot in like five minutes in their stupid podcast reaction thing to the PlayStation conference like oh yeah let's talk about that spider-man trailer not the new game announcement let's talk about that second god of war trailer oh my god Sony announced <laughs> a year prior hasn't done anything and there's like a trailer two a year later at e3 <laughs> stupid um so yeah so like yeah. i, get I guess i'm just <sighs> defiant against like the the gaming zeitgeist thing i think they should pay more attention to this uh, even if, you know, gaming press are strapped for time and Monster Hunter takes a lot of time to get into, you know, like, but in that effort, you know, learn, learn, learn it, yeah. <laughs> learn a new series. Yeah. It's, it's crazy that, um, so one of the podcasts that I listen to pretty regularly is kind of funny games, mm. daily, uh, kind of funny games, basically. Um, so that's, these are previous guys from IGN. They broke off and did their own thing. Um, they're kind of, I mean, they're, they're funny, right? I don't listen to... I used to listen to their non-gaming stuff, too, but just, I have too much stuff. I'm just going to focus on the gaming aspect of them. So their most recent Kind of Funny Games Daily, uh, which was for yesterday, Friday, um, they mention the trailer for Monster Hunter, right? It's one of their, you know, big items of the day kind of thing. Um, yeah. But they sort of gloss over it still, mm-hmm. right? They don't... They say, oh, this happened, right? Yeah. And they get to the end, uh, and then Greg, Greg is sort of like the main host for the Kind of Funny Games Daily. Greg is sort of like sort of like the face of Kind of Funny, and Tim is like their Nintendo guy who's, you know, he's one of the co-founders. He's obviously important. But Greg asks Tim, he's like, hey, um, so Monster are coming out. Are you going to play it? And then Tim's like, no. And he's like, oh. And it was like it, like, and Greg's like, yeah, I'm gonna play it. I used to, I used to do the reviews for it in IGN. I'm gonna play it, and they don't really talk about it, right? And not a lot of these other big podcasts do. And that was like that. That's what infuriated me. Is like, guys, this is bigger news than you're you're giving it credit. Yeah, I know and exactly a lot what of you the mean. People, they're, but they're all qualifying, and it's hard to say like you're wrong. You should be report, reporting on this because no. Nobody of those podcasts are into the game. You know what I mean? There's not a fan of those people there, so it's hard to really report on something you don't really have a perspective on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like instead of instead of complaining to them, right, and getting mad at them for basically not caring about something that they haven't cared about before. Um, there's definitely people, more people interested in this game. Uh, I think we saw that with the Twitch streaming with the various betas. A lot of Twitch streamers are like this this game, right? Um, we saw Matt, Maximilian oh, yeah. pick up this game yeah. full, full fledged. He did a boss rage right. and everything. Um, so there's people picking it up, but Wait, I think like Cryotic or something was streaming was he a lot the too. One... Yeah, there was this funny YouTube video about like, oh guys, mm. this is so repetitive, and like he's like the on the screen it's just Rathalos fighting oh, with yeah, another monster. Like, I'm so bored. Yeah, I think that's... <laughs> I was like, this game is so repetitive, guys. And it's like, oh my god, I'm falling down the hill now. I'm so <laughs> bored. Um, so, 
I think that was Cryotic, actually, Zekrom. Oh, okay. That's the clip I saw. It's great. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, so instead of getting (laughs) mad at people and being like, why don't you care about this? Why don't you care about this? I was like, you know what? No, I'm just going to do this. Funny thing is the carve started, like, weeks after we did, uh, completely coincidentally. And the carve is so much more popular than we are. <laughs> but, you know, they had a following from other stuff, too. I'm not saying, you know, they're better or we're better. I think there's they do something different than we do. Um, and I'm happy for them to be... It's I'm happy there's two podcasts. There was actually a third, too. Um, but, like, three Monster Hunter podcasts popped up within weeks of each other. Um, unfortunately, the third one is no longer here. I don't... I don't want to say their name because I don't remember exactly what it was, but Gathering Hall or something. Um, but huh. they've, they've broken up since. They only had like three episodes, which is kind of sad. Like, it would have been, they had their own. I kind of felt like they were from the speedrunning days, like the, the people who do speedruns. I feel like they used oh, to yeah. be speedrunners. So there's that, is that aspect of the community that I'm not super familiar with, um, which I learned firsthand by having a couple of those guys on, on one of the podcasts like holy cow this is a whole new aspect of monster i didn't really i had an idea but i didn't really hear a lot about that because you know when we talk about everyone's so nice and kind and supportive and that kind of stuff they're like the dark souls end of the community <laughs> they're like get good do it yourself that kind of thing and speed running community is like sort of like the, the other gaming communities out there like you know, we're we're gonna toughen you up more than support you. It's like, oh, I um, didn't realize. <laughs> um, just for the sake of completeness, I wanted to add just to my point earlier. Sure. Um, the other reason I didn't mention about why Monster Hunter isn't as popular as as it is is because mainstream game press uh sort of did not uh, like into the Wii as much, and this was like a try was a late Wii title. It was 2010. Yeah. And then it went to 3DS, and there's there's there there's the there's the own there's separate biases for like handhelds and things, and like the games didn't look like the textures weren't great or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so that also played into it. Yeah, the, the media yeah, I... definitely has not treated Monster Hunter well, and and that's kind of weird because it's such a it's actually a pretty decently reviewed game. Yeah, it's getting nines, and the weird thing is like. Uh, the weird thing is that like um like these these uh these um game icons like they they acknowledge that in Japan if this game comes out in your system your system yeah. will sell like they know that for a fact but like it's just so like everybody knows that it's like a fact to them like you know this prints money in Japan and just like Pokemon prints money well everywhere but it's like yeah that's what I don't get when people don't forward on them. It's like guys I I understand. You have a perspective. You are Americans. You know, you play certain games, that kind of thing. But you, at least for Pete's sake, if you're going to be an objective, like news source for games, you need to say something about this, right? This is something a big deal that maybe not big deal in the United States as much right now, but in Japan, this is huge. I mean, like, there's lines around doors for Freedom right. Night. If you guys ever saw That's... those pictures, yeah. Lines and lines and lines. Like this game is not something to be ignored because it actually is an impact in other areas. France, I know, is a big scene for this too. Which 
Those I think it's really unfortunate that we have that horrible meme. Um, <laughs> I I really I really hate that Jesus Monte. I'd hate it. Yeah, the sort of different culture but, condescension yeah. is a part of it too. Yeah. I I just want to say like I think it's um but I think right now like the zeitgeist sorry big words have has shifted because like now <laughs> now anime is like mainstream memes mainstream yes. like all this stuff is main like being nerdy is mainstream now and like i think like capcom or the monster hunter team itself is just you know it's like they're they're being smart about it you know it's like worldwide release uh everybody and maybe even a little american centric with like the streamlining but you know that's okay yeah and like I think they're they're going about it the good way. And like if you do want to hear a good opinion on it, you could check out like the Game Informer. They did a video on like the hype of Monster Hunter World, and they pointed some good stuff out. They kind of irked me a little bit. Is like they're like, oh yeah, they got rid of all those stupid animations. I'm like, eh, okay. <laughs> that that kind of stuff bothers me, cause like I was like, I I I know there's a purpose yeah. to the animations, but fine, fine, fine. Like you could you can take it whatever way you want, but like. This game yeah. is important, and like I'm glad that at least, uh, like at least one company like Game Informer like seems to understand it. Yeah, there there was um, so another podcast that I had a glimmer of hope that they would do do more on it uh, was the Easy Allies. Have you guys ever heard of? Yeah, them? I followed them. Oh yeah. Yeah, Easy Allies. Uh, ben uh, Ben Moore is a Monster Hunter fan. Um, he really likes Monster Hunter. He talks about Monster Hunter and Frame Trap a lot. Um, yeah, especially the betas when he was talking about it. Um, a couple of the other easy allies were like, no, we're going to do this Monster Hunter thing together. And they're actually going to stream it, uh, I do believe. They're actually going to work together. To They're really hyped about it. Um, they're more hyped for DBZ, which is coming out the same day. <laughs> oh, yeah, I um, remember that. <laughs> but it's a fighting game. It's not like it's going to drown out Monster Hunter. Yeah. They're, they're both going to have their own you know, like following. It's not like they're going to hurt each other being on the same release yeah. day, which is smart. Um, but it's just like there are some podcasts out there that are sort of gl- getting that glimmer of, of what's going there. I just feel like Easy Allies sometimes glosses it over still. Like, um, oh, yeah, definitely. And their community, it, too. It's like yeah. Dark Souls, Dark Souls, Dark Souls. Yeah. Yeah, they're very – I mean, they did the Dark Souls retrospective. Um in fact, we still haven't finished our retrospective. We still haven't even done Generation 2, even though we released Generation 3 right after Thanksgiving. So we still need to do our retrospective of Gens 2 and 4. Um, oh, I didn't know you guys were doing that series. Yep, yep. You can find him uh, on the YouTube channel. I've got all the videos out there. So, Yep, we did Gen 1 and we did Gen 3. And Gen 3 devolves into everyone ganging up on me in favor of Cha-Cha versus the Felines. <laughs> oh, dear. So, so yeah. Um, but, yeah, anyways, I think that's a good place to end it. We actually filled up a little more time than I thought we would. But, hey, I think we got into a really good discussion at the end there. I was like, oh, that was kind of good. Yeah, I think so too. Um, Zekrom, was there anything else you wanted to add? No, I, I just, you know, I got everything I wanted to say out at the very end. <laughs> like, this game is, I, you know, I already said my moment. This game is certainly the next generation to me. And, you know, I, I believe in the team. This is the mainstream team. And I think they're going in the right direction for, 
you know what the game needs and if this is what it takes then i'm i'm going along with it and it's still monster hunter to me regardless of what other people think i i, I agree yeah, it's still monster hunter yeah i didn't think it was at first but i'm on board now Oh yeah, the beta helped. The betas are smart, especially with the third one right now. Like they're really cranking them out. Yeah, we Good didn't idea. even mention the third beta, so I guess I'll mention that now. There's a third. Oh, beta. Shit, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a. It's gonna be next Friday. Um, yeah, next Friday. All right. No. Um, no, it's a week from next Friday, so. It's the 18th and 19th. It's uh, the 19th to the 22nd, so it's the weekend before release. Um, and you get to fight Nergigante, so we have a fourth quest. Yeah, it Which, starts at yep. uh, 6 p.m. PST on the 18th for the U.S. Alrighty. Well, uh, I think that about wraps it up then. Uh, thank you, Hunters, for joining us today. And remember, we'll see you next quest. See you in the third beta. See you on the hunting grounds. Thank you, Hunters, for listening today. You can catch us on SoundCloud or any past episodes on Google Drive download or YouTube.